Episode 115. Episode 116. Voice of the editor here. Welcome to the lost episode time uh, for episode 115 and episode 116. Our recorder told us it was recording fine, but we discovered later that the recorder itself was hopelessly broken and that the files had never recorded in the first place, so we've needed to go on to a new recorder. And I'll be recapping what we could put back together of the episode from my notes, and um, and then as Lucy's player missed session 116 anyway, we'll be recapping that for her with more detail at the start of the next episode. So when we started session 115... Uh, Lucy had passed the test of the Viper in order to get into the Breaching Festival and show Torgmor or Nelios that they had the minimum level of competency required. Then it was time for the other PCs to do their solo tests. Garin fought a Warmonger Devil in single combat, which he fairly easily slew. Jack had to open up a locked and trapped box, which she used her thief skills to break into. Uh, Silver had to pass the test of the tongue and convince a man in the next room to walk into this one without touching him and without using any magical spells. In the next room, Silver found a very, very corpulent Asiatic man named Ho Fong, who was Torgamore's bloatmaster teacher. Silver tried a few things and then eventually used his bluff skills to convince him that Jackson, one of the dumb academy students that they met, uh, had summoned a devil that was running wild out of control, and Ho Fong needed to come and help sort it out. So Silver passed his test as well. Uh, Elagos was given a test of knowledge and learning, and was given a string of tw- trivia questions about the contents of various books, and uh, Elagos proceeded to roll his profession librarian check here, and woof check after check after check after check. So in the end... Um, we decided that he hadn't read the vast majority of these books because they'd been written in the intervening thousand years between when he had disappeared and now. Uh, he did eventually end up just scraping the barest pass on the, on the test, so that put them five for five, and Torgamore was happy to take their money and admit them into the breaching festival. The next thing that happened was Iliosa summoned the PCs to her to talk to them, and she told them that she was planning on breaking ties with Chaliax on Corvosa's behalf, uh, getting rid of a current tribute that Corvosa paid them regularly, because Chaliax were the original colonial founders of the city of Corvosa. Now, Iliosa said that she was expecting a reaction from this, that she had openly told the Chalaxian ambassadors what her plan was, and she expected that there would be a bloody show of strength against her when she tried to announce this publicly, that Chalaxian assassins would be coming to kill her right there in public. Not only was she expecting this, she was actually provoking it and welcoming it, so that she so that they could be fought off and she could show that Corvosa no longer needed Chalaxian's strength. She invited the heroes to defend her and slay the assassins and show off Corvosa's strength publicly. Uh, the party made a few sense motive checks and showed this was a little bit about keeping the queen safe, but since Iliosa couldn't admit to herself that when Cressidia Croft killed her, she'd shaken it off and gotten back up. She couldn't very well admit that to herself that she's actually perfectly safe from the assassins, because, of course, they can't kill her any more than the party can. So the party worked out from their sense motives it's less about keeping her from being harmed and more about keeping her from doing too much harm, bloodily murdering all the assassins herself and slipping her control and letting Casavon in further as she calls on more and more of his power. 
the PCs did a little bit of investigation into who else was going to be in the breaching festival. Those answers will be recapped for year in episode 117 anyway, so I won't cover them here. And at this point, I've got a few pre-written speeches that I did for things that are on my notes that I can read into the record. So Iliosa stood up outside the Academy. Torgamore welcomed everyone to the Breaching Festival. And Iliosa made a speech. She said, My people, I welcome you on this fine day to the Breaching Festival. Corvosa is proud to have the eyes of the world upon it. Before we begin this contest, I would like to briefly make an announcement. Three hundred years ago, Corvosa was founded by the great empire of Chelyax, and we have carried Chelyax in our hearts as part of our history. It was brave Chelyaxian soldiers who fought for our home, colonized and built Fort Endron from the ground up in what is now old Corvosa. It was Chelyaxian explorers who searched Jagari Isle, clearing out the old monster caves and using the great glass to build Palin's lighthouse to guide ships and trade to our harbors. Our city grew, surviving the great fire and the Shawante threat, we are grateful to the Empire for the beginnings of our traditions. And yet Corvosa has grown away from such a past, as all children grow from their parents. Certain traditions no longer have a place in our city. House Lorong are a far cry from the halfling slave sailors who came to these shores. With no fear of uprising against the distant Emperor, the Sable Marine Company has now served its purpose in being disbanded into the Grey Guard. Do we need to keep the Shawante as enemies? Or has that day passed into history as well? We have enough of our own internal threats and external ones who seek to influence Corvosa's future. Outdated, unwritten rules have kept some of our best, and she nodded to Sabrina, from achieving their best because they were born just with Varesian or other blood. A part of your taxation goes over the seas to fund Chelyax under the Kinemar Accord for rules we do not wish to follow, an army we no longer need to keep us from attack, or under its own threat. Did Chaliax get us through the Blood Veil? Did they stop the Arcona conspiracy? No, Corvosa did that. Corvosa is strong enough now to stand on its own. We will not be challenged. Effective immediately, I'm dissolving the Accord, severing Corvosa's last ties to Chaliax's apron strings. While we appreciate our history, it is our future that I speak for, and I say... And at that point, a wall of fire burst up around the stage and a bunch of assassins teleported in to attack her. The party moved in on the fray and we had a guest star with us for these two episodes playing Sabrina Merrin. They took the assassins to pieces and Iliosa, depending on how much she was getting threatened versus how much the party were keeping her safe and talking her down, flickered between almost two slightly diff- two different split bits of her personality one side buffing the party and helping them with her bardic songs, uh, and the other side smacking the assassins round with her bare hands and just ripping people's throats out and, and murdering them in a very bloody fashion with incredible amounts of strength. When she was trying to aid the PCs and more in control of herself, she was singing this song. And again, I have this in my notes, so I'll recall this exactly, whereas I can't recall exactly what happened round by round. Wake me up inside, wake me up inside, call my name and save me from the dark. Forbid my blood to run before I come undone, save me from the nothing I'll become. Now that I know what I'm about, you can't just leave me 
Fight for me and make this real. Bring the dream to life. Wake me up inside. Wake me up inside. Call my name and save me from the dark. Forbid my blood to run before I come undone. Save me from the nothing I'll become. And then as the assassins landed blows on her, which cut her, bled her, and then healed over immediately, leaving her unharmed, she became much more aggressive and violent and seemed to delight in the suffering of the assassins as she snapped their necks and harmed them, and then sang this instead and stopped buffing the PCs. Now I will tell you what I've done for them. Fifty thousand tears I've cried. Screaming and battling and bleeding for them, and still they won't hear me. I don't want your hand this time, I'll save myself. Maybe I'll wake up for once. Not tormented daily, defeated by him. Always confusing the thoughts in my head. So I can't trust myself anymore. I... I I can't keep going under. And it was indeed a fairly bloody massacre as the PCs took the assassins apart with Iliosa and Sabrina's help, uh, publicly showing off Corvos' strength. Now, Sabrina had watched Iliosa take what should have been some mortal blows and shake them off. And at that point, the two of them got into a carriage to leave the breaching festival while the PCs prepared to enter, and they drove away to get the Queen to safety. Of course, because we had a guest star in playing Sabrina, we took the opportunity to actually have the two characters talk to each other, where otherwise I would have just had an off-screen NPC or NPC conversation. Uh, so in that conversation, Sabrina asked her what was going on, and said something was obviously wrong. She'd seen something that she couldn't explain in that fight. And Iliosa shook with rage and actually broke bits of the carriage with her bare hands, fighting to restrain Casabon from killing Sabrina for coming too close to the truth. But eventually Iliosa calmed herself and told Sabrina to trust her to handle it. The two of them talked about their relationship, and Iliosa was unhappy that Sabrina had chosen someone else, Lucy. Sabrina said she remained the queen's tool to be used, and Iliosa told her she was far more than just a tool to her, and leaned in and kissed her quite passionately, and Sabrina kissed her back. And in that moment, Iliosa told Sabrina that he, she never mentioned Casabon by name, but he and him, was controlling her mind, but that he couldn't listen when her thoughts were filled with love. Uh, Sabrina managed a sense motive check and got the idea that the jewel in the crown was influencing Iliosa, and she tried to break it, but of course couldn't harm it because it is the relic heart of Casabon. Iliosa told Sabrina it didn't matter because the influence was too deep in her anyway. Breaking the ruby would no longer help. They ended their conversation with Iliosa telling Sabrina not to trust our heroes and to trust her that Iliosa had the situation under control and that she would handle it herself. Then we end our session cutting back to our heroes, entering the Breaching Festival gates, and casting Rary's telepathic bomb so that they can speak in each other's heads. Sorry to have lost these episodes, but we can't control that. Hopefully that brings you back up to speed. <laughs>